You're listening to Inspirational Perspective with Linnell Harris. Inspirational Perspective is all about murdering mediocrity and living the best life possible. Are you living the best life possible? You can subscribe to the Inspirational Perspective blog at www.inspirationalperspective.com. Follow Linnell on social media. Go to Facebook and like the Facebook page, Inspirational Perspective. You can also follow Linnell on Twitter and Instagram at the handle Linnell Harris. In this recording, Linnell begins a new series called What's Your Relationship to Possibility? In this first part of the series, Linnell asks his radio audience, do you avoid opportunity? And do you wonder why you don't follow through on your goals? Let's join the conversation. Tonight, the topic is what's your relationship with possibility? And I have two questions that go with the topic, even though the topic is a question. And the first question is, do you avoid opportunity? Do you avoid opportunity? Now, I talked about this last year, and I'll, I'll use some of the, the framework from the conversation last year tonight, but in a very new and different way. And then the next question, very personal, do you wonder why you don't follow through on your goals. So last year, I uh, was it? I think it was last year. Yeah, last year, I, I went with a group of colleagues um, to we volunteered at the Pacific Garden Mission, and I, I shared this story. And I'm just using this story as some framework for the conversation this evening. But so we we went to provide coaching services and to have coaching conversations with a group of men at the Pacific Garden Mission. It was myself and maybe about 10 or 11, 12 other coaches. And we, you know, this is a service project we had put together. And I coordinated this project. And so I was the first coach to arrive at the location. And so I took on the responsibility of looking to gather at least 20 men from a lounge area at the Pacific Garden Mission to join my team for this coaching opportunity. And I think I told this story before, but I'm going to tell it again because I think this is, it, uh, it really lines up with where I'm looking to go this evening. So as I, as I walked into the room, and I, you know, some of you all may have, may have been at the Pacific Garden Mission. If you haven't, I say go. You know, one, I think is a great act of service to be with people in need. Two, you get to see the room I'm talking about. <laughs> but anyway, uh, so I, I walk into this room and right away I visually counted about 200 to t- 250 men. And remember, I was looking for 20 men, 20 men who were um, who would have opportunity to coach with, I would say. And not only saying it, but I believe and know some of the best coaches in Chicago, OK, uh, who are in this field. And my initial reaction to seeing so many men was a concern that I wouldn't have enough space for everybody. Right. I mean, to say, hey, I have a free one on one coaching session uh, to a room of, you know, 200 to 250 men, you would think that they would be jumping up to go for this opportunity. However, that concern was quickly quelled when I began to share the details about the opportunity verbally out loud at the front of the room to these men 
and they barely acknowledged my presence. Okay. I mean, it was like I wasn't there. And hey, and you hear me on the radio. Okay. I'm talking into a mic, but I can talk loud. I I know my voice carries in a room. And so I know they heard me, but they played like they didn't even see a brother. Okay. Now, I went on to say what I had to say, and I made sure I had their attentions. I, I mean, I walked down the aisles to make sure I had these men's attention. And after doing that and not really getting a, res- getting a response, I, I, I got to admit, I stood in the front of the room somewhat baffled, right? 250 people looking for 20 volunteers, not one person moves. And I'm, I'm going somewhere with this because while you may be shaking your head, like, well, well, they need some coaching. Why, why wouldn't they get up? You know, I, I think we all can take a very personal look at ourselves and find a very similar situation where we've conducted ourselves exactly the same way. And that's why I'm using this as an example. So here I am. I'm offering an opportunity that most people would pay good money to receive. All right. And you know, like my clients. You know, for an hour of my time, you know, they dropping, they dropping something. And so here it is donating these services and nobody wants to move. You know, that's part of the problem because it's probably that it's free. Sometimes we we don't value what's free. Uh, like like I'll, I'll tell you, for instance, the inspirational perspective text messaging service. Like sometimes I wonder if the service is devalued because it's free. Like if I charge people a buck a month. I wonder if people would actually say, I need to sign up for that or or five dollars a month. Right. Like, oh, OK, the four ninety nine, you know, because I say five dollars, that's too much for that. And four ninety nine is just enough. <laughs> but yeah, I think y'all get where I'm going. Right. Uh, sometimes we perceive free as not not valuable, which is not always the case anyway. Oh, and if you want to sign up for inspirational perspective text messaging service, all you have to do is text the word inspired with a D-I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D to 43783. And it is free. Valuable, but free. At least for now. I might have to think about that. <laughs> All right. So I stood in front of these men. I'm baffled. And I'm offering the service. Then it hit me. Of course these men won't move. Because they are bound by the same reasons most human beings avoid new opportunities. And so tonight, I really want to I I want to explore this in detail. I mean, I want to walk you through what causes us to back away from opportunity. What causes us to step away from our goals? And the first place I'm going to go, I, you know, in what I shared last year, I had seven reasons, seven reasons we do this. And I'm going to add to those reasons and, and, and I'll go through some of the reasons here, but I, I really want to just go through this line by line, detail by detail. So within the next 40 minutes, you guys can really get something. And again, call with questions. 773-591-1690. So one of the reasons we avoid new opportunity or we don't go after our goals, the first of what I find is our feelings. Our feelings. It's funny, Pam and I, before I came in tonight, we're having a conversation, and she, she was asking me this question, like, why, why is it that 
people do X, Y, and Z, Linnell. Like, why, why wouldn't a person, you know, see something all the way through, especially when there's something on the other end for them? And I told her, I said, because as human beings, we focus more on how we feel in the moment than on the possibility at the other end. So if, if we were to create some type of illustration for this, you know, imagine a line. Put one dot on one line and then draw it and then put a dot at the other end. Doesn't matter, matter how long. The line that is closest to you or that is to your left would be the present time, where we are right now. And then you can put how I feel is very real right there. Like label that dot. How I feel is very real. Okay. And then if you draw that line out to the right and you put another dot, you put what's possible. What's possible. And this, this is going to, this is going to line up for a lot of things. Okay. Because I've also been asked, Linnell, man, how do you stay so committed? How is it that you can do things that don't look that attractive? Like for instance, today, I spent 12 hours in coaching conversations. (laughs) I mean, literally 12 hours up 530 this morning on the air now. So, I mean, let me tell you, I didn't feel like I didn't feel like coming in tonight. I'm I'm human. I'm tired. I, I was tired. Right. So what what makes it where you say, despite the feeling, despite what I'm feeling and how real that feels right now in the moment. What can I create that will be attractive enough to make me push past my feelings to do something that I'm supposed to do? And here's what it is. How I feel is real. And so in order to get past that, You have to get really clear, really, really clear on the possibility. Now, now, what do I mean by clear? Because sometimes, you know, you're like, well, I wrote my goal down. I still didn't do it. I, uh, I know what I want and I still I still couldn't get it. What I mean by clear is what's in it for you? What is in it for you? So. That possibility, what's in it for you? What is it going to create in your life that is so compelling, so attractive that it can get you past how you feel right now? Because how I feel is real. Keep that in mind, right? Like how I feel is real because I'm I'm going somewhere with this. So creating a possibility that is so clear that it is compelling, you know that If I do this, it is going to create what I see as possibility. So let me give you an example. So the 4th of July is the anniversary for Inspirational Perspective when I created the very first post. The very first post is a blog post about Independence Day, right? And the essence of the post is here we are, United States of America. Um, I I was on the west side. That's where most of my family lives. And uh, I was on the West Side for the fourth. Man, you know, if I could have a dollar for every hundred dollars that was spent on fireworks on the West Side of Chicago, 
I, I would have a nice pocket full of change. But 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 I'm saying all that because while so while I was there, you know, Fourth of Fourth of July is Inspirational Perspectives birthday, and what was really clear for me, fourth year of Inspirational Perspective is how did I blog every weekend for four years? How did that happen? And and so a friend of mine was asking, like, dude, that's you get that's a little nutty, right, Linnell? Like that type of consistency. That is a little nutty. Let me tell you how I pulled it off. Because it wasn't it wasn't easy. My purpose, my purpose, help myself, help others, help myself live the best life possible and help others do the same. That's my purpose. And I knew that in order to deliver on that. I had to gain some type of credibility. Nobody knew who Linnell Harris was. Nobody, you know, nobody knew that I had this this seed to inspire inside of me. And so the vision was to blog and use the blog to create a platform that will allow me to do my work. And that was my compelling what for if I blog every week, no matter what, no matter who reads, eventually somebody will read it, even if they didn't mean to come to the page. <laughs> and I believe that this is good enough that when they read it, they will share. And if they share it with just one other person, it will change their lives. And then my what for is satisfied my purpose. I'm going to come back to that. But that is part of what created the consistency and the willingness to go after that. Here's what I'm saying. Ultimately, when you think about why we pass up opportunity, almost immediately when we identify that there's an opportunity, the first thing that comes up is some type of resistance, some type of internal push that says, nah, don't do that. Don't do that. And in coaching, we have a name for it. But tonight, I'm just going to call it resistance. Okay. Resistance. And whenever you want to do something that is different or significant outside of what you're already doing, you will encounter this resistance always, always. And so if you don't plan for the resistance by having a compelling what for or possibility, something that can move you, then you'll set a goal and drop the goal, set a goal and drop the goal. And that's the kind of cycle that you fall into. So I'm, I'm going to take I got a, I got a question. I got a caller or a comment uh, from Jeff. And then I'm going to dive more into this. But uh, Jeff, man, you're on the air with Linnell Harris, Inspirational Perspective. How are you? Hey, pretty good, brother. It's a pleasure to speak with you. Hey, you know, I, you brought some things to mind. I've heard before that, you know, you might have heard it, too. I heard that uh, they say the uh, graveyard is full of. But some like untapped potential or people that you know what I mean. Oh yeah, yep. Die without do you know doing what they should have done. You know what I mean. I've heard mm-hmm. that. Some you know you've heard. Well, it Henry, Henry Henry Thoreau has a great quote around that. But yes, absolutely. There, there, there you go. But but what you're talking about is that thing the epitome is, is just is just that you're right on point because I've heard that uh, is what we don't feel like doing what we should do. Like you don't feel like taking the step the first step in, say, repairing the relationship, say, with a family member, or you may not feel like, I don't feel like going back to school right now, and we may not feel like, you know, taking the effort to 
you know, go for a, a higher position or get into another profession or just, you know, uh, you know, that, that, and I've heard before someone say that that which you don't feel like doing, that's what you should do because ultimately, and I think you've kind of touched on it, you will be happier. You know, uh, that person that, uh, well, it's just like I said, it doesn't maybe feel like furthering their education or, or maybe I don't feel like, uh, you know, trying to purchase a home or start a business. You know, yeah, there may be some, you know, stressful moments, but that I've heard that ultimately, mm-hmm. you know, you become a better, you, you become a bigger person, you know what I mean? Yeah. So it, I, I just, you just brought that to mind, though, listening to you. No, hey, check this out, Jeff, because you just brought this to my mind. I was talking about resistance, right? You ever That's notice, right. you ever notice how the things, the things that you should not do, right? Yeah. <laughs> like the things you should quit, it's hard to quit. I mean, the, thing, the things that you should quit, you should stop doing. Like, you, you have so much resistance to, to not doing it. And then the things that you should do, it's hard to do. Like you, you should get up in the morning to work out. You should get up and go work out. It's stop hard to do it. Stop, stop eating junk. Stop smoking. Stop drinking. You know. Uh, it's hard to stop. Yeah, you can't. It's hard to stop. <laughs> so, there you go. It's, it's, and, 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 and I'll tell you. We should read more, you know, and don't. <laughs> yeah, exactly, right? Right. It's hard to yep. do. It's hard to find a there time for that. Stop watching. Yeah, stop watching TV. That's Watch hard to stop. millionaires on TV. That's hard to stop. Yes, sir. Interesting, huh? That's it, man. Hey, but no, good, excellent topic. And I think if, if, we, if you could capture that for people, put it where they can really grasp it and own it and, or whatever, if I'm using the right terminology, Mm-hmm. That brother, you would be the new guru of the you know 2000s, brother. I wish you the best. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you, thank you, thank you, Jeff. Appreciate thank that. You. Oh man, well I'm I'm gonna do my best tonight. So you know that's the, that's the thing. The things that we should stop doing becomes very hard to quit, and the things that we should start doing become very hard to start. I mean that's that's just the truth of it. Now, what if? You were able to just basically program yourself and say the things that I resist, I will do. And the things that I do not resist, I will stop. What if you man? Boy, if it now now Jeff was saying if I had a pill and I could bottle that. But you can't. So let me tell you, let's start to break down what gets in the way. And and how you can begin to invite the resistance as a way to show you, because here's the thing. Most of us want to be successful. Right. And then I hear people say all the time, well, I just don't know how to be. What if what if you started looking for the resistance? What is it that I don't feel like doing and do it? That is how you create success. That is exactly how. Like doing the opposite of what you feel like doing. Here's the other thing I share with Pam this evening. What we forget is this. While we're going, while, while we're going after our feelings, right? So let's say I have a four-year goal, since four is the number right now. All right? I have a four-year goal. And right now, in order to start that four-year goal, I have to spend one hour reading every night to do create some research. Okay. Let's say that's the beginning. I don't feel like it. I don't feel like it. Now, the really interesting thing about this 
is if I let my feelings dictate how I go about this, four years from now, I'll be left with not accomplishing the goal and I won't be able to remember why I didn't. That is how fleeting feelings are. Like feelings don't stick. They don't stick. You know, being tired. I mean, I, I can't remember the last time I was really, really exhausted. Now, and, that, and that's the thing, right? Like right now in this moment, I'm trying to, when was the last time I couldn't keep my eyes open? Because I was that tired. And I can't really remember. Like well, I was that tired. And I know it happened. I mean, it's probably been in the last month. But I can't isolate it down to the day and the hour because that's how fleeting the feeling is, right? So what if that got in the way of a long-term, long-standing goal that really mattered? And I'm talking about long-term goals. I mean, people are losing jobs on feelings. Well, I didn't feel like doing it. The boss told me and I didn't feel like doing it. So they're losing a job. They're losing income over how they feel versus getting over themselves and their feelings. So what's the first reason that we avoid possibility and we avoid opportunity. The first one is circumstance. And I shared this before, but I, I'm, I'm going to really dive into circumstance. Because one of the major barriers I, I, that I've seen for, for individuals really taking on new opportunity is circumstance. I was in a conversation today with someone and there's an opportunity the opportunity is something they see that is compelling that would transform their relationship with their husband and their business. Now, you would say, wow, right? I mean, if, if Mayla, now, are you telling me that it would transform the relationship with the husband in a really good way and transform the business in a really good way, like make it more profitable? Yep, I'm telling you that. One of the first things that came up, I don't have enough time. Now, you would say, well, okay, that's legitimate. I mean, you know, people got, no, it's not. And, and let, me, let me explain why. So I was telling you the story about the 4th of July. I'm a busy man, but I sat in the backyard at the barbecue three, four hours having small talk. I can't remember what I talked about. Right. Got a drink in your hand, having some small talk. And, 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 and I'm using this as, as an example because we say we don't have time and some of us hold it that we I'm really I uh, I make sure I do all the right things with my time. I, I take my time seriously. OK. So tell me what you did this time last week. Like with that, I mean, unless you were listening to the show with definite a purpose. Right. Like, you know, exactly what we I think sometimes we don't realize how often we let time slip on by. And then we turn around and say, well, I don't have time for this. I don't have, especially, how can you not have time for something that is going to substantially change your tomorrow? But often we say, I don't have time. I, I don't have time. And that was the first thing. It's like, well, how much time would it take for me to do that? And, and, and so let me, so let me walk you through the conversation. I was like, okay. Yeah, there's there's time. What are you committed to creating in your relationship? And what are you committed to creating in your business? And 
if you can focus on that, like if you can make that your your compelling what for, now where do you hold time? It completely shifted, right? It completely shifted for her in that, wait a second, I'm letting time get in the way of something that's bigger than that, that's that's better than that. Like, if, if I can transform my relationship and transform my business, then maybe it's not about time. No, it's not. But often we get caught up in a conversation about the right now without thinking about what would this serve? Like, how, how will this serve me five years from now? Or how would this serve me 10 years from now? You know, Jeff just got done talking about school. I, I uh, Mark Lamont Hill, I, uh, I was with him, I think last year, last year, two years ago, he was speaking out in Rockford. He said something that stuck with me. He, he said that what we need is revolutionary patience. Because we live in an instant gratification society. I mean, we're so used to getting everything we want right now, right now, right now, right now, right now. That when, whenever there's something that's going to take us a little work to achieve, we lose focus. Because everything is, you know, right now. I mean, you could be entertained right now. You could say, this dude is getting to me. I want to have fun. Turn me off. Turn on PlayStation 4 and go from confronted to fun in a moment. Boom. Just like that. <laughs> that's the society we live in. And so when you have to understand what, what you're up against here. In a society like that, it's going to be extremely difficult to stay focused on your goals if you don't have a compelling possibility that you see, that you're, that you're looking to create. And, and that's one of the things that coaching is really about, addressing the possibility in a way that brings it to life for you so you can say, you know what? I don't like what's happening right now. I don't like how I feel right now. It's, it's not the best feeling. But if it's in service of what I'm looking to create for my future, then you know what? I'm in. I'm in. So I, I share 12 hours coaching. You, you know, somebody might say, well, man, why would you do that to yourself on a Saturday? Because I am looking to actively shift my leadership game. Like this is important to me. You know, it, it's, it's fascinating. You know, we say we don't have leaders. We, we need more leadership development. And if I'm saying I want to bring something different. And leadership is how you get anything done. Then I got to invest the time. Period. Because the 70 year old Linnell, the 70 year old Linnell will thank the 38 year old Linnell that had the stamina to do it. Period. And that's where we got to wrap our that's what we got to wrap our minds around. Back to what Mark Lamont Hill said. Revolutionary patience. One of the things he said is. Our biggest problem is we want everything right now and seven years will come and go no matter what you do. You can play video games for seven years straight or you can go to law school. <laughs> you, can go to, you can go to school and then get a law degree, seven years. That's how long it's going to take you. 
Or you could play video games. You know, I'm, I'm going from one spectrum to the next. But you guys get what I mean. Somebody right now is thinking I should go back to school. But I don't have time for that based on the feeling. When the 70-year-old you and maybe even your children would all be like, thank you. Thank you for not taking on the feeling that felt real in that moment and, and staying focused on the compelling possibility and shifting everything in our lives. So current circumstance. And here, you know, I hear a few current circumstances. I talked about time, but often what happens is we have a compelling possibility or goal and then something happens. And we use that as the excuse for why we can't keep going. And and things happen. You know, things happen. But what I'm saying tonight is this. If you set a compelling possibility. So let me let me really explain what I mean by compelling. This is visual like you in your mind. You can see what it is that you are looking to create. Like you can see the difference that you want to make or the difference that you want to be or exactly what it is that you will have like in hand. If you stay committed to the process, despite how you feel. And when you have that compelling possibility, you don't have to know how to do it. I mean, I said before, I had no clue how to create a platform to inspire people. I had no clue. The only thing I knew how to do was to start a blog. And that scared me. That scared me. (laughs) Okay. That was scary. But that's the only thing I knew how to do. And so I did that consistently. No matter how I felt. No matter how I felt the content was. I put some stuff out that I mean, I, you know, it's funny. You go back and read. I read, I read some of my first blog. Every, you know, every anniversary, I go back to the front of the blog and I, I read things. And, and I'm always editing because I'm like, ooh, I, man, I wrote that. That's been out here for four years with my name on it. <laughs> and, and, and the funny thing is I, I don't hear much. Every now and then somebody might be like, hey, you got a grammar thing going on, you know, from something a while back. But for the most part, I don't hear anything. That's my stuff. And typically we have. We got to get past our own stories about what it is we're trying to do and what, what it is we're trying to create. So something happened. Something didn't happen. Here, here's my favorites. I had to go or oh, I saw some possibility. But then somebody did something to me. <laughs> you know what somebody did to you that had nothing to do with the goal, Right. But they just did something to you and it knocked you off your off your square. And now your compelling possibility. Well, it wasn't compelling if you just stopped. It was a possibility, but it wasn't compelling because you would have kept going. So the first one is current circumstance. Now I want to go to the one that's a little trickier, and that's avoiding disappointment. So here is what I love about being a coach. Part of the process about being a coach is this process we call declare and fulfill. (laughs) Now, let me tell you what this means. To declare and fulfill means to call something out 
that you're going to do and say when you're going to do it. All right. So let, let me give you an example of declare and fulfill. And I'm thinking like, all right, it, it's got to be. I was, I was about to call something out. Pam would probably kill me. I was like, that's about her. That's not about me. <laughs> hey, all right, so here's the, oh, perfect. Here's a declare fulfill. By the end of the year, I will have posted 10 videos to YouTube, 10 inspirational videos to YouTube by the end of the year. Okay, that's declaring. And then fulfilling is now I'm taking the action to go fulfill it, right? So I have a what by when. The what is 10 inspirational videos by when is by the end of the year. And by the way, the first one is coming out on Monday. I'm already on this. <laughs> so if you haven't subscribed to the blog, you, you might want to do so. Inspirationalperspective.com. Um, or go to my YouTube channel, Linnell Harris, L-I-N-A-L. All right, so that's Declare Fulfill. So Declare, I'm going to shoot 10 inspirational videos. And then the what by when is the videos by when is by the end of the year. Okay. Now, as a coach, that's one that's one of the, the things I get a lot of joy out of working with someone and, and, and then having them declare and then go fulfill on it. Now, here's the interesting thing. And it's highly psychological. Often when someone is declaring. An impossible possibility. I know that's oxymoron. But what I mean by that is a possibility they don't know how to do. For instance, a possibility that I don't know how to do right now that I'm interested in is filling a United Center for an inspirational conference for free. <laughs> like that's that's like that's one of the things that's been on my brain for years. Like, how do I fill the United Center for, and, and have like the world's best inspirational speakers on one stage and anybody can come for free? That's what I'm talking about, right? So that's my impossible game. The impossible possibility. Now, I'm saying that out loud, okay? But there are people who don't want to say things out loud because to say it means that if they don't do it, they'll be disappointed. Like, if I, if I say it, it becomes real. And not just that, you might ridicule me, right? So not only does it become real, but I might get ridiculed. And the only way to put things in motion is to speak it. I mean, really, I don't care what, what, where you go, scripture, famous quotes. I mean, you, all of them all say that if you really want something to happen, you got to call it out. Like you got to speak it into existence. Okay. And so here's the thing that I find when you talk about possibility, a lot of people won't don't want to say it. I mean, they don't want to say it. It could be simple as. Linnell, I want to be in a loving relationship. And we, we're working on something like, hey, all right. So you want to be in a love? Declare, declare that you want to be in a loving relationship. And, and I get a blank. I get a blank stare. You want me to say it? <laughs> well, you just told me what you wanted. Now I want you to say, I will be in a loving relationship by the end of the year. It's like, well, why, 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 I, I got to say that. 
Now, and you might say, well, what's so hard about saying it? What's so hard about saying it is when you say it, it makes it real. And that everything about the human experience, we want to avoid disappointment. We do everything we can to avoid disappointment. Everything. We do not like being disappointed. Now, there's a book called The Unfolding, and I don't know how how easy it is to get a hold of it anymore. I had somebody recently tell me they were looking for it and they couldn't find it. I think you have to order it in bulk. I mean, and so if I get enough of you who are interested in the book, I'll order a bulk of the book and I'll ship it to you myself if you pay shipping. I, it's that good. It's a small book. You can read it in one sitting in less than 30 minutes. But when I tell you valuable, ridiculous. OK, the book is by Price Pritchett. Now, this is one of the things that he points out in the book. He says that research shows that human beings have a far greater sensitivity to loss than to gain. So we spend a good portion of our time trying to avoid loss. And I've talked about this before, surviving. Like we, we, we work to su- like we survive versus actually Going for gains. Like, man, if I just step out on faith and do that, what can happen? Ooh, but I might lose something. I can't be disappointed. I'm not going to do that. I'm not going to do that. I'm going to slow down. The whole idea that we have a greater sensitivity towards loss than we do gains. And because of that sensitivity, because there's a deeper fall with the loss, then the high with the game, then we play it safe. And we play it so safe that sometimes we won't even do. If, I, if there was somebody out there right now who had a compelling possibility and you want to see it to come, like, come to life, and the way to make it come to life was to call the radio station right now and declare it, the challenge is would you do it? And if you would, I give the last 10 minutes to everybody that is willing to declare possibility because that puts something in motion. But man, that's scary. Yo, who's going to hear me? Somebody might recognize my voice. They might hold me to that. Or I might not achieve it. What does that mean? And just the the disappointment itself. I mean, the fact is, losses carry twice the psychological impact of gains. Now, folks, here's the deal. Psychology, like when you think psychological impact, it's just a story. It's a story. It's a mental story that the loss was worse than the gain. It's a story. This stuff isn't real. That, that, that's the thing. And I'm talking and at the same time, I'm like, all right, Linnell, if it's not real, go pack the United Center. I mean, go pack it, right? Uh, <laughs> I'm playing. I mean, look, we all, I don't have this thing completely 100% figured out. But... I'm going to tell you, this is how you get it. How you get it is you start playing a smaller game. I'm going to win at this. And then when I win at this, I'm going to start swinging at the bigger balls, right? And I believe this is one of the reasons why if you read any success philosophy, they talk about failure being the best teacher. Failure becomes the best teacher simply because... There's something about failing that gives you 
like, okay, that, that teaches you and gives you access to something completely different. Like, I failed, and now, like, okay, the disappointment has come. I can't be more disappointed than what I am. So now I'm just going to go and make it happen. I, I honestly believe that's why I catch, like, Tyler Perry sleeping out of his car, right? You know, Oprah Winfrey, who was a failed, you know, TV personality, <laughs> failed, right, failed. Right? I honestly believe that's one of the reasons why when they fall off, they come back so big. Because they're like, man, if playing it safe didn't work, I'm about to swing for the fences. So what? Aaron out of Lansing. Linnell Harris, Inspirational Perspective. How are you? Hey, how you doing? I'm well, man. Um, some really good stuff, man. I I was fortunate to go through um, Landmark uh, Forum before. And, ah, um, yeah. Yeah, a lot, a lot of, you know, uh, really, really good stuff. But, um, yeah, I, I, um, I declare that, you know, I'll be in a, a loving relationship, a better relationship. <laughs> and um, that, you know, helps me become complete, you know? That's awesome. So, by, by when? By when, Aaron? By when will this happen for you? Uh, by... Uh, Next, next, um, the spring of next year. I'm not rushing, but okay, spring of next year. Awesome. And yeah. you, and you know what, man? You know, a lot of ways to reach out to me. Any support you need with that, let me know. All right, and and um, yeah, I need to get that um, um, that text that um, the information on the text. Oh yeah, um, if, if you if you want to subscribe to the text messaging, all you have to do is put inspired you you want to text the word inspired so in the message area put the word inspired, inspired right i-n-s-p-i-r-e-d and you text that to the number 43783 Okay, great, great. But yeah, I I, um, I just kind of clicked on um, tonight and, and was you know hearing you for the first time. But uh, some really really good stuff. Uh, you know, I was able to connect with it very quickly, and you know, it, it's some real stuff, man. What you're talking about, and and so often us as people, we carry around them old bags, and we don't we don't get it that how heavy they are. What happened to me when I was a kid? I'm still holding my mom responsible for it. And she was 20 years old. What was you expecting? Mm-hmm. She wasn't. She wasn't. As we look, oh, when we get older, we look from a, a view of a mature person. Right. But at that time, mom was only 18 or 17. So what was you expecting? That's a good so, point, brother. That's a real yeah. good point. Thanks for sharing that, man. And and thanks for the declaration. Okay, got you, my brother. And, uh, I would love to know next spring what what's what's up, what's going on. Oh, because right. I honestly believe you put something like this, especially over the airwaves, you you put something in motion right then when you did that. So good work, brother. Right. All right. Have a good evening. All right, my brother. I'm gonna keep listening to you. Good All right. stuff, man. I appreciate it. Right. Make United Center gonna get filled, my man. Oh, it's gonna happen. <laughs> oh yeah, absolutely. All right. All right. Great call. Hey, courage. You got a declaration, Zach? I'm still working on mine. All right. Well, I got you here. We here every weekend. You just, yeah. 
Just chime in whenever you're ready. I know exactly what, you, what you're doing. All right. All right. I'm going to end with this because this is what I talked a lot about. But one of the reasons why we avoid possibility, opportunity, our present comfort. I mean, <laughs> opportunity is often in opposition to comfort, period. I mean, you, you don't hear people who are really successful talk about how comfortable they were. And growth, like real growth, comes from being uncomfortable. We so, we're so caught up in being comfortable. Oh, what are they going to think about me? What are they going to say? I'm going to be quiet. I'm comfortable being quiet. No, nobody can see me. We get so caught up in being comfortable that we, 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 we forget that when you're comfortable, you're not growing. And opportunity is new and unpredictable. It pushes you out of your comfort zone. And by pushing you out of your comfort zone, you grow. You grow. Man, four, two years ago, two and a half years ago when I started this show, outside of my comfort zone. I, man, scared. Now, cool, let's do it. Now, what's, what's the next deal, right? What's the next deal? This episode of Inspirational Perspective was recorded at the Midway Broadcasting Corporation in Chicago, Illinois, on WVON 1690 AM, The Talk of Chicago. Thank you for listening. Go to the Inspirational Perspective Facebook page and like the page. Follow Linnell Harris on social media at the handle Linnell Harris. You can find him on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter with that handle. Text INSPIRED to 43783 to receive free inspirational quotes and updates.